everybody. Welcome to episode 28 of the podcast that goes Nick. I'm your host, Jason Minimal. And today, special double dip this week. We have a mini episode with the Age of Ultron update. And yeah, so enjoy the extra episode. Alright, let's get to it. Some good stuff. Alright, here we go. Ultron update with Age of Ultron book 7. This is written by Brian Michael Bendis with letters by VC's Corey Pettit. Now we have the present sequence is art by Brandon Peterson with colors by Paul Mounts. Then the past sequence is penciled by Carlos Pacheco, eat by Roger Martinez, and colors by Jose Villarubia. And then the cover is by Brandon Peterson. It is a pretty cool cover. It has, we have a team of heroes, an unspecified team of heroes. And Doctor Strange is casting a spell in the, and you can kind of see it in the background. The Kind of the modern mystical art that we, we've seen lately when Doctor Strange cast his spells. It looks really cool. Anyway, coming out from Doctor Strange, we have the thing with a bunch of like holes in his skin. Or not holes, like divots. Looks like he either got punched or shot with something. And we have Hulk with, can't tell if those are tattoos or he has a skin condition on his left arm. And we have what, what looks like some kind of Captain Universe. Or no, I'm sorry, Captain Marvel. And maybe, I don't know, it's a girl with short brown hair. Maybe Janet? The Wasp, maybe? And we have a dude I do not recognize. He's blue with some yellow and little goggles. And we have Wolverine in the brown and yellow costume, which is pretty sweet. Then we have what I'm going to, re- going to refer to before we know who he is as the Ultimate Summers. It looks like a cross between Cyclops and Cable. And then we have Captain America, but he has an eye patch. And looks like Wolverine clawed his eyes out. He has three uh, vertical scars going through his eye from his head. That's a pretty cool cover. Peterson did a good job with it. All right, so remember, um, the Age of Ultron is where Ultron attacked the Earth from the future and took it over. So the Avengers went into the future to uh, further get their ass kicked even more. <laughs> And Wolverine took it upon himself with a little stowaway, Invisible Woman, to go back to the past, and he killed Hank Pym so that Hank Pym can never create Ultron 
thus saving the world. Or so he thinks. So that's where we pick up. And we have Sue Storm. What have we done? <laughs> and Wolverine, oddly, kind of has a little bit of smirk when he says this. But he goes, you can stop with the stink eye, Mrs. Richards. I told you to wait in the car. And she did it. She went and saw him kill Hank Pym. Sliced his throat right off. So anyway, they're still in the savage, or went back to the savage land and going back to the secret cave where Nick Fury had a uh, Doctor Doom time platform thing. So Wolverine hides the hover car that he stole from Nick Fury, the young Nick Fury, and pushes it off in the bushes so that when they come back out of the cave, they will have a ride, he says. So I guess he's just assuming it's going to sit there for a few years and um, should be fine after that, right? And then... Wolverine hears something, and we get a snicket, not a snicked. I'm assuming that was misspelled on purpose, which not a big fan of. I mean, it, we kind of have, I'm not trying to be, like, legalistic. <laughs> but we have an established sound effect for Wolverine's claws. And I don't know why Pacheco's like, well, I'm going to be the guy that changes it. Doesn't, I don't know. It's not bad. It's not stupid. It's just kind of, I don't know, it's an odd choice. But it's S-N-K-I-T instead of S-N-I-K-T. Anyway, what Wolverine sees is a T-Rex. He's about to kill it. And Sue Storm says, We don't have to solve everything with violence. And she shuts the dinosaur's mouth with the force field. And gets bored and runs off. <laughs> so they go into the cave. And get on the platform, the time platform. And they're, both, they're kind of not looking at each other. And Wolverine looks over and says, We were right to come here. Sue Storm says, we'll see. And then she kind of looks down at him because she's taller than him. As their heads go, they're lowered into the time platform. They kind of look at each other one last time. And now we're in the Savage Land, Antarctica now. And Wolverine and Visible Woman come out of the cave and the Savage Land is trashed. Not like it was before, but they turn invisible and go down there. And soon comments, it looks like the Savage Land is now an alien spacecraft junkyard. And Wolverine finds a skull scroll. <laughs> no, I said that backwards. A scroll skull. That's a tongue twister. And she see, and Sue Storm recognizes some Kree stuff. It says the Kree scroll war must have happened down here. Wolverine's like, what is that? And she says, well, we kept it from ever getting to Earth before. And so they pontificate about, or they did that earlier. Oh yeah, when they first got out of the car, when they before they went into the cave, C was talking about, you know, there can be there can be big changes, because Hank Pym created Vision and all the good he did and blah blah blah, and so we know there's gonna be a lot of changes in this present they came back to. So one of the things we see a bunch of guys in an Iron Man type uniform and they're called start guards we overhear them say and wolverine looks down and they're like let's get the car so they get to they fly all the way to new york in the hover car and there's a bunch of like helicarriers around manhattan other than that it looks mostly the same to me that's a really nice uh double page spread here with manhattan and the helicarriers and the hover car driving in Peterson did a really good job with New York City. Looks pretty awesome. So Sue Storm starts to panic. 
and Wolverine tells her to hold it together. And then they get shot out of at out of this. Actually, they get hit. And the car's going down, so they jump out. And Sue Storm makes an invisible surfboard or slide from the slide down to. And they get down. They're trying to figure out who attacked them. And they look up, and it's the Defenders. So, and Captain America says, "You can't come waltzing into American airspace." As Doctor Strange says, not without the Defenders having something to say about it. And things like, Susie? Anyway, we get a nice panel of the, the, the Defenders being... And they're being protected by the Vashanti spell of self-preservation. Page 107 on the book of Vashanti. And Sue Storm is elated to see Ben, but she's also kind of has a worried look on her face. And the thing is like, are you, are you, wait, are you back? And the brown and yellow Wolverine is like, well, everybody, hold on. And they assume that they're scrolls and they're going to uh, fight, fight them. And Doctor Strange tells them to hold on. And Captain America says, it's time to start talking. <laughs> the, the Summers, Super Summers character says, if they're not scrolls, they're just two one, dumb wannabe cosplayers. <laughs> and Ben says, it looks just like her. Hulk says, you haven't seen her in years. And so, uh, the new Wolverine, the other, we'll call him the other Wolverine for now. He, he goes up to Wolverine he's like, you heard the Hulk. Start talking, handsome. <laughs> and Wolverine looks over at Sue and he says, Mrs. Richards. And she shoots them all with an invisible force field. After it kind of looks like Havoc in the art. But she's like, let's go. So they run off. And Ben is convinced it is really her. And uh, other Wolverine says, I hate to say this, but that guy smells just like me. <laughs> Super Summer says, you're telling us. <laughs> and uh, Captain America appeals to Doctor Strange magic. But other Wolverine says, don't bother. He's got their trail. We see him sniffing. And Wolverine tells Susan that it's not going to work to run away. Because he goes, I'm a hunter, which means the other me is a hunter. Once I get my nose on you, I can track you all the way back to a toilet bowl of Madripoor. And then the Hulk jumps down and smashes the sidewalk, or the alley, I guess. And Wolverine's like, see? And they have, the defenders have our heroes surrounded. And an uh, invisible woman tries to make an invisible force field, but Doctor Strange casts the spell of disruption the, from the Book of Fire, page 97. And so the two Wolverines start going at each other. And uh, the other Wolverine, which in this coloring, on the cover, it looked very much like the old brown and yellow uniform. On this, in this coloring, it almost looks orange, like in the brown part, orange. So orange and yellow with the red belt. So I'm not real sure. Anyway, he wants to know what's going on. And Wolverine says, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> and other Wolverine says, sure I would. A face like yours, what's not to trust? Then the Hulk smashes a miserable woman, uh, and Wolverine throws a trash can win to hit Doctor Strange. Uh, Captain America tells Hulk not to break Invisible Woman, and she puts an invisible bubble around his head to try to knock him out. But the Captain Marvel Janet character shoots her, and she wants to know who she really is, because they're obviously not scrolls. But then the two Wolverines are still fighting, and they go into a kitchen. And Wolverine tells the other Wolverine, he says, you know I'm real, you can smell it, and you know I'm you. 
And he says, I know that's what you want me to think. You think you dumb scrolls will learn a lesson about what happens to you when you pretend to be me the last time. And Wolverine, our Wolverine says, you guys have scrolls on the brain. And other Wolverine stabs at him and misses. And our Wolverine says something insightful. He says, I know you're not ever going to calm down, so I'm going to end it fast. And he goes at other Wolverine's back with both claws, just cuts him wide open. And he, said, and he leans over to him, or not really leans, he stands over and says, you'll heal from this. You'll get to see the sun rise yet again. You'll have your team and your friends, and who knows, maybe you'll find a girl to look past all of your less desirable qualities. It cost us our souls to have this, so try to make the most of it. And the other Wolverine's on the ground healing, not anybody else will be bleeding out, but he's slowly healing, and he says, Ugh, what the hell does that mean? And our Wolverine skulks off, and he looks back and says, You're welcome. And he's about to go through, like, some swing doors. But we see the thing's fist in an awesome panel punching him through the swing door and knocks him out. And uh, the other, the unrecognized guy wants to know what's going on. And Thing says, wow, look at our Wolverine, poor guy. And Doctor Strange says, Wolverine will heal. He always does. <laughs> Thing's like, yeah, but still. So they decide that they're not scrolls because they've knocked them both out and they've still maintained their shape. And we get confirmation that this is Janet. And then she calls Super Summers Scotty Darling. Which is very interesting. So I guess it's Scott Summers and they're together. Um, and Ben says, you should see what this one did to our Wolverine back there. And Hulk asks where their Wolverine is. And Thing says he wanted to be left alone. And Hulk says, are you sure we have the right one? And Captain America asks Doctor Strange what's going if he has any clue what's going on. And Doctor Strange says, We need to talk to him. And Captain America says, I was afraid you were gonna say that. I'd really rather not. And we get a voice off panel. Well it's a good thing I showed up on my own then. Who wants to tell their Uncle Tony exactly what's going on around here? We have an old Iron Man and then a bunch of different various no, I guess they're all the same. Like a floating Iron Man bot. So, and that's where we're going to be continued. So a lot of interesting things. Um, I put on Twitter. For some reason, he didn't tweet me back. But I tweeted to, uh, or tweeted, tweeted to Bendis that, um, so if Age of Ultron is It's a Wonderful Life for Henry Pym, is Wolverine the anti-Clarence <laughs> instead of an anti-hero? Um, I feel like that's kind of where we're going. Obviously, it's not that simple. And I don't mean it as an insult. It's a Wonderful Life is one of my very favorite movies. So I mean, if you're going to borrow some beats from that, go for it. We kind of, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, well, this is all the stuff that's different and maybe not better with Hank Pym's absence. So, you know, I don't know. It looks like we've kind of traded in some ways. I mean, New York is safe. Everybody's safe. But it's almost like instead of the Age of Ultron, we're going to have the Age of Iron or the Iron Age again but, or the Iron Man Age. That's why Tony Stark is definitely in charge and kind of at least protecting New York City and wondering how much of that is voluntary. You know, I mean, maybe we're saying that since Pym wasn't around and Reed Richards went off planet for several years, 
that Tony Stark was kind of the unrivaled, like, they're, they're kind of like the genius trilogy. Or maybe the three of them and Peter Parker are like the four big brains in the Marvel U. But Parker, even though I think he belongs in that group, doesn't always get included in that group. I mean, the Spider books always treat him that way, but he doesn't always get included in that group outside of his own titles. So I guess with uh, him dead and Reed Richards missing, that Tony Stark, kind of his genius went unchecked. So maybe they're saying that because no one was there to temper him, he kind of just eventually either on purpose or inadvertently took things over with his Stark tech. I'm going to assume it started off as he provided really good security to everybody and kind of eventually just assumed the role of protector of the world or whatever. That was kind of cool that they're the Defenders instead of the Avengers. So it kind of looks like Doctor Strange is pretty important. He's always been a main Defender guy before he was an Avenger. And... We have a little thing in the back, kind of a roster. It says the old now, and Wolverine and Sue Storm are there. They're kind of the only survivors of the Age of Ultron, because all the Avengers went into the future to die, and anyone who stayed behind would have been wiped, wouldn't exist the same way anyway, because that timeline doesn't exist anymore, because Wolverine killed Hank Pym. We have an X through Ultron's head, and an X through Hank Pym's head, and then we have Wolverine and Sue Storm. So that's the old now. The new now, the characters we've been introduced to so far are Tony Stark, Colonel America. So that means you got... No. What's first, Captain or Colonel? Did you get promoted or demoted? I'm not sure. But I guess I'm trying to say Colonel Fury, Captain America. Mix them together, you get Colonel America. Um, Alright, so the guy in the, in the World War II space helmet was Star-Lord. And of course, we have Hulk, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, who was Janet. Van Dyke, was that her maiden name, right? And then, so we have Scott Summers is Cable. So that's interesting. The Thing and Wolverine. All right, so some questions. Scott Summers obviously has a techno-organic arm and some stuff. Is, he only has one. He's truly a Cyclops now. He only has one eye. So maybe... I'm going to assume, I'm not sure why Hank Pym would have affected this. His death wouldn't have made any difference in this, but I'm assuming well, for whatever reason in this timeline, Scott Summers made some kind of sacrifice for baby Nathan and took the techno-organic virus on himself. Okay? A valid assumption and a good alternate storyline. Still, not sure what Hank Pym has or doesn't have to do with that. But, you know, so I guess a wonderful life. All these little ripples. You take one person out, even the lives they didn't directly touch are still affected. So, you know, the butterfly effect, if you will. So I'm interested to see what happens next. Uh, we, they've captured our Wolverine and Invisible Woman. And we'll, we'll see what, what happens when they wake up. Uh, Wolverine, our Wolverine, you kind of wonder what he meant when he was... Because it's almost like when he was telling the other Wolverine, like, hey, don't take this for granted. We went through hell and back to make sure everybody survived. It almost sounded like a goodbye. So it's almost like, well, where is is our Wolverine going to go into hiding? Is he going to try to live in this world inconspicuously and let his other self, like, be Wolverine? 
So that was interesting. But um, somewhat of a transition issue. Kind of setting up this new timeline. Uh, a lot more questions than answers. So kind of a lot of setup. But um, I thought it was really good. The art was fantastic. Both past and present was really good. Uh, we got some nice Bendis humor and some good dialogue and character interaction. So I didn't like it quite as much as the last one, but I still thought it was really good. And I definitely want to see, learn more about this universe. I don't expect it to last. The only, only negative, the only thing I'm worried about is a lot of times we do these age books and Age of Apocalypse was the worst about this. House of M didn't really, I think like one, didn't Frenzy survive from House of M or come back differently or whatever. But for the most part, everything was, other than M Day, everything was kind of completely reset from House of M. But Age of Apocalypse, you have all these characters that like cross dimensions and cross alternate timelines and came to our universe or whatever. So the only thing that worries me is that however this resolves itself, like if Marvel realizes that people have gotten attached to these alternate characters, some of them will stick around. And I'm not really a big fan of that. Like, yeah, show us the alternate timeline. You know, when I complain about Age of Apocalypse, that's what I complain about. It's not that we had an alternate storyline. I just don't... I'm not a big fan of them getting all mixed up. Or mashed up. I know a lot of people really like that. It's just not really my thing. So I'm a little bit worried that like, especially if we end up, whenever we get, how, however we get back to regular continuity from this, I don't want two Wolverines running around. You know? And I don't need Captain America and Colonel America out doing stuff. So anyway... That one worry aside, and, and I think it's a valid worry. Marvel does that sometimes. So it's not like I'm just like, oh, complaining, bitching about something that will never happen. It could happen, but I'm hoping it doesn't. But anyway, uh, throwing that concern aside, I like this issue a lot. I mean, we have Wolverine fighting Wolverine for crying out loud. That's pretty awesome. I mean, you can't ask for much more as a Wolverine fan. <laughs> I don't want them both to be around, but for right now, it was cool to see them go at each other. And obviously, it was cool that at least in this round, our true Wolver or our Wolverine came out on top. But um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Seeing Wolverine slice open the back of Wolverine of another Wolverine is pretty badass. So um, anyway, overall, really good issue. Definitely has my interest peaked again. Definitely want to see what happens next. So um, I'm going to give Age of Ultron Book 7 3 out of 3 claws. Awesome. Alright, so now it's time for a little something old, something new. Also this week we have all new X-Men number 11. Also written by Brian Michael Bendis. Penciled by Stuart Eminen. Eat by Wade Van Grabiger. Colors by Marte Gracia. Letters by VC's Corey Pettit. And of course the cover is by Eminem, Van Grabiger, and Gracia. Pretty nice cover. We have the Uncanny X-Men. 
striking a pose. You know, we have the little little circle around the original X-Men heads. And the cover says, Which of the all-new X-Men will join Cyclops' mutant revolution? I'm a little late for that. <laughs> it's a cool cover, though. We already know. We found out the answer two weeks ago in Uncanny X-Men. And, of course, being Angel. But uh, we kind of we switch over. And we see all the original X-Men and their headmistress, Kenny Pride, reacting to War's decision. Jean Grey's like, no! Uh, Beast, Young Beast says, I don't think you understand the ramifications of what you're doing. Young Iceman asks him, is that out of your mind? And Young Cyclops tries to pull rank. He says, as team leader, I'm ordering you, stand down. And Kenny Pride just appeals to him, says, I know you're angry, I know you're confused, but please don't do this. Wolverine kind of scowls at him. The young angels had it. He doesn't, they don't belong in this time. He says, none of them do. But he can't go back because he doesn't like what he becomes. <laughs> he goes, I'm so tortured that I lose all sense of myself. He goes, we can't go back, but I don't have to stay here. Bye. And he decides that it's all nonsense. But he says, between your nonsense and their nonsense, I like their nonsense better. At least they're trying to do something. I really like Eminem's um, Uncanny X-Men portrayal. It's really, really nice. Of course, his art, as usual, was pretty awesome. The inks and the colors also very good. Gracias. He's a great colorist. Just, just throwing that out there. there everybody kind of starts panicking and pushing and shoving. Wolverine tells old Cyclops to get the hell off the property. And then Jean Grey... Starts hearing everybody's thoughts, yelling and screaming, and there's a bunch of them. But there's a funny one that someone thinks, there was a Golden Age angel. I wonder if they're related. <laughs> and Gene tells everybody to shut up, and telekinetically pushes everybody away on accident. And she's like, oh, I didn't actually mean to do that. The young angel's like, except you did. And she apologizes and tells Warren to go back. And he says, no, I'm not going to. This is what I want to do. So like she did before when he was freaking out, she makes him go inside. He starts marching his way back into the house under her psychic influence, or telepathic influence. <laughs> and Emma Frost says, the great Saint Jean Grey, everyone. And Kitty Pride tells her to stop. And Jean says, we can't afford to have him go off by himself just because he's angry at me. And Kitty says, you can't do this every time you don't get your way. And young Cyclops agrees with her. And Magneto agrees and says, this is not what Professor X would have taught you to do. And old Cyclops uh, insists that the, ex the school has to let Warren make up his own mind. And Emma Frost has the Stepford triplets mentally attack Jean Grey. And so they go to town on her. Uh, Wolverine's like, cut it out! Patrick goes, cut it out! Like Full House. He does a little scissor fingers. No. But actually, we get a nice snicked and a really nice uh, panel Wolverine. Kind of dark around his eyes and his, I don't know, Eminem draws a nice Wolverine. And Magneto says, Logan, please. And he sends Wolverine into the air, of course, using his uh, adamantium skeleton. Wolverine's like, oh, I get this a really nice panel. And Wolverine in the air. And then he drops Wolverine on his head. And Jean's trying to fight back, but she's losing. 
And, um, of course, young Cyclops is getting worried, and so is old Cyclops. He tells Emma for them to cut him, for them to stop. And Emma Frost says, hold on, she's learning a lesson. And Wolverine gets, I guess he gets up from having his face smashed. It says, Frost. And she turns into diamond form and gets back in Wolverine's face and says, she needs to learn. Wolverine says, stop it, or this is going to get really ugly. And Emma says, she needs to feel what it feels like to have someone digging in her head that doesn't belong there. You of all people should appreciate how important a lesson that is. We see Jean Grey, her, her eyes are glowing pink, but she's crying. And old Cyclops walks up to Emma Frost and says, that's enough. And she snaps and goes, and scene. And the Stepford sisters leave her alone. And Jean makes one last appeal to young Angel, but he looks at her and says, Magneto's right. It's like you forgot everything Xavier taught you. And he looks over to uh, young Cyclops and says, You know, Scott, honestly, you should take this as a personal compliment. And he's like, how? And Angel says, I'm the only one here who kind of likes who you grow up to be. And Old V says, we can't protect you if you leave. To which Angel responds, you can't protect me now. Magneto gives kind of the spiel we got last time in Uncanny X-Men. He says, we'll protect him. Better yet, we'll we'll teach him to protect himself. And Magic teleports him away. A young beast talks to old beast and says, if they don't all go back, they're jeopardizing the space-time continuum even more. So they decide they can't go back now. (laughs) And of course, not that they wanted to. So they lose a student. They lose Angel. Kitty Pryde is depressed, or not depressed, but sad about it. And then we go to Resilient Headquarters in Seattle, which I guess is a Stark subsidiary. So Mystique comes in as Pepper Potts and um, gets one of the chief executives to log her into Stark's financial portfolio due to the emergency that Iron Man is having in space. He needs some emergency funds. Of course, he's off gallivanting with the Guardians of the Galaxy and such. And then somebody starts attacking the base, and what do you know, Mastermind is at it again. It's Wolverine and the original X-Men jumping out of the sky, once again attacking the, the business. So Mystique says, you know the drill. And the guy runs into the executive panic room, where he, where he will call S.H.I.E.L.D., and Shield, S.H.I.E.L.D. will call the Avengers. The Avengers will take care of the X-Men. And then Mystique continues to pilfer Tony Stark's money. So then we're out on the playground at the Jean Grey school. And Jean Grey and Kitty Pride have a heart-to-heart. Kitty Pride basically says, you can't do this. You're scaring everybody. It's ethically wrong. If you do this, I'm going to find a way to send you back without you knowing about it. And she, it's funny, she makes a Spider-Man illusion. Says that Spider-Man taught her uh, the great power, great responsibility line. And Jean says she knows she's doing the wrong thing. She's just really angry. And she doesn't know what they're going to do now that they're separating. She said, I saw the future through Beast. And I knew that even when there were other X-Men teams, we stayed together and became X-Factor. And Kitty's like, well, but y'all are here now and everything's different. So Jean promises not to use her powers unethically and try to control people. And Kitty tells her it's okay to be angry. If anything, that's what Wolverine has taught them. You just have to take the anger and focus it on something that deserves it. And Jean Grey says, like Mystique? And Kitty Pryde says, exactly like Mystique. That's something constructive we can put all our powers to work towards. And she tells Jean to hold, it, hold herself together. So Jean apologizes and promises to uh, 
keep her promise to Kitty Pride not to use her powers wrongly. And then they hug each other, and they get in the Blackbird, and they're going to go try to find Mystique. But they get attacked by Thor. And I got to say, the coloring inside the Blackbird is all, like, lit up, but in the dark. So it's really dark, but, like, with shades of purple and red. It's really, really awesome. So Wolverine and, and Beast are flying the Blackbird, but they get stuck in a whirlwind by Thor, who forces them to land... And Wolverine says he'll do the talking and young Cyclops asks who it is. And Wolverine says it's your brother and the uncanny Avengers. And Captain America is yelling at Wolverine to come out with the hands up. Of course Wolverine's on this team but we have uh, Captain America, Thor, Rogue, Scarlet Witch, and Havoc. And Captain America is pissed. Probably feels betrayed by Wolverine again. (laughs) I I hope I said that I hope this would come back. And I hope it does next issue. I hope, you know, there's been some strain on the Wolverine-Captain America relationship. And I want to see it continue. It makes sense. So, I hope that's kind of brought up next issue. I don't know if there'll be a brawl or they'll just talk it out. Or they'll do the classic superhero fight for a little bit and then talk it out. But, I hope they fight. <laughs> I want to see Eminem draw the uh, Uncanny Avengers in action with the uh, new X-Men. Would look pretty sweet. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Another great issue from all new X-Men. The art, man, just fantastic. Of course, I'm a Bendis fan. I'm an Eminem fan. So no surprises here. I've become, and not just on this book, on several... Well, at least a couple, a few at least, of the Marvel Now books. I've really come to love Marte Gracia's colors. And Grobinger's doing a great job inking this book, too. And Pettit's a solid letter. He's uh, been solid in all the books he's done for a long time. So just a great team on this book and a great issue. You know, they took an issue where, where you already knew the reveal and still made a fantastic story out of the conversation. Kind of showed more of it, yeah, I guess, I thought they would just show, like, the conversation between the Uncanny X-Men and the Jean Grey School, like, different sides, but they really actually show different pieces as well. So I really liked the way that played out in the little mini crossover there. It was really, really good. So I'm still really stoked about this book, this series, and this one's no exception. I'm going to give all-new X-Men number 11... Three out of three claws. Okay, so that's going to do it for our uh, Age of Ultron update. Hope you enjoyed it. Just two books there, but they were both really good. Anyway, next up will definitely, and I can say this because I'm done editing. I just have to mix it all together. But definitely will be a, a flashback episode with Cameron. and uh, It'll be Wolverine Year 2. So, pretty self-explanatory. We're basically going to cover all of Wolverine's second year of uh, published books. And it's it's a doozy, but it's a good episode. So, um, you'll definitely want to check that out. So, uh, please leave some iTunes reviews. We had a new Facebook follower, Matthew Guy. Or, part of me is doubting myself because I remember I'm a, a Dallas Stars fan. You know, hockey team. And, uh, there was a guy who introduced to me the, the concept that Canadian guys or French Canadian guys with the name Guy pronounce it Guy, like Guy Carbonat. 
So maybe it's Matthew Gee, but I'm I don't think he was from Canada, so I think it's Matthew Guy. But anyway, Matthew, welcome to the Facebook. And uh he posted something on the timeline and I responded to him, but I will probably read some of that and talk about some of that the next episode I record, which will should end up being episode thirty, I think. Denise will be on and uh her and I will address some of the things that uh he posted on the the timeline on Facebook. He left a really good post. So, um, anyway, if you want to have your Facebook post on the timeline talked about on the podcast, then you should go like our page, uh, facebook.com slash snit podcast fan page. Get on there and like us and write something on our wall. And if you spark a good conversation, we'll bring it up. And if nothing else, you'll at least get your name read for liking the page. Plus, I need to get... I didn't realize this. I can't, like, see a list of everybody that likes me and, like, do all the stat stuff until I get 30 likes. So, I need, like, 11 more, I think? Something like that? No. (laughs) 20-something more. (laughs) At least 20 more. So, to get to 30 likes so that I can, like, do everything I need to do for the page. So, please, if you're listening to this, and I know several of you are, and then um, and everybody now has a Facebook. So I'm not going to bombard you with stuff. Just get on there, like the page. You'll know when episodes come out. You can see what other people have to say about it. You know, it'll be fun. I promise. So anyway, like us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Snickcast, or you can email Snickcast at yahoo.com. And that's all the pandering I'm going to do. Hope you enjoyed the issue. The next one will be awesome, and the one after that I'll have Denise. So 29 and 30 will both be great episodes that you will want to listen to. All right, well, I'll see you next time. Hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye.